Okay, so Halloween's coming up. I'm a type 1 diabetic since I was 9 years old. So this is my personal Vietnam that I have to relive every single October 31st. Uh, I still have favorite candies, though, um, because I am a fat kid. So I want to know what everybody's number two candy is. Not your number one, not your number three. What is your number two candy? Mayor, uh, you look locked and loaded right now. You have a confidence in your eyes, I can tell. Peanut M&M's. That's your number two? That's number two. Oh, wow. Okay. I really thought that was like your number one uh, overall. Okay. Damn. Um, interesting. Okay. Uh, Ant, what you got? For me, Rolo's. Roll a, oh, I love that you choice. can eat them sort of like a hundred at a time, but yeah, they're yeah, just yeah. small enough that you feel like you're not eating. And I love the caramel and stuff. A hundred Rolos is a lot. I, that's well, like, that's fine. <laughs> fine. That's 50. All I'm right. a fat kid. 50. All right. All right, Smeddy. All right, Smeddy. Uh, how many Chipotle burritos can you eat? How many chicken minis you got uh, in one sitting? Zero. Um, Okay. <laughs> Rolos are excellent. Rolos are such a simple candy, but they are so underrated. Could not agree more. They're like they feel like an old person candy, kinda like just they they're not too like designer, you know, they're not hip at all, but they are so damn good. I absolutely love Rolos. Uh Allie, what you got? What's your second favorite candy? Nerds. The Nerd. pink kind, oh, though, excellent. to be specific. The pink I, man, there is nothing like housing just a whole box of nerds. Not the tiny ones, but like just the like the mid-size box just dumping Damn like, it. oh, yeah. And it has a divider in the middle. You know, it's got both sides and you just rip that thing out. And just a shareable like, size. Yeah. Get the hell out of here. I hope I hope nobody is recording the video on the Zoom call because I keep mimicking like holding something <laughs> in front of my mouth while wide open yeah exactly this looks so suggestive right now um i was yeah. gonna say on the same side of nerds you can kind of mix smarties into that yeah smarties about, are open excellent. up a whole roll of smarties and dumping them in there you're saying yeah. that's different Allie. sorry no smarties are disgusting give me sweet tarts but the big sweet tarts because oh, the big no. sweet tarts taste different than the little ones okay the big ones are so much better like the ones you get in the movie theater what amazing about, smarties get out of here tarts. I I like both of those. What about sprees? I think sprees are super underrated. There's a little tang to them, but they're chewy as well. They have this weird acidic chewy thing and then it like it builds up on your tongue and it's almost painful like a warhead. Yes, definitely. You, you know what I'm talking about. You know exactly yes. what I'm talking about. It's so runts, good though. Yeah, are runts still a thing? Are they still around? Runts are oh, absolutely yes. still a thing. Yeah. I'm gonna have to do some scouting this weekend for some runts. The banana one. Yeah, that artificial banana. I like. I love. I love artificial banana better than I like actual bananas. Anybody else with me on that? Okay, Allie's shaking her head. I got a couple of supporters here, or half a supporter. I'm not sure. All right, Schweitz. Uh, you weirdo from Canada with the, uh, the prison diet. Uh, what is your second favorite candy? My second favorite candy is going to be a Snickers bar. Snickers bar. I mean, that's a classic choice. That's an excellent mm -hmm. choice. All right. Um, I think my second favorite candy is probably going to have to be a Twix. Um, uh, just it's, left or right. 
Do what? Left side or right side? You got to pick. Oh, I eat the middle. Yeah. So I just like I take a I take a uh, a Twix and just, just like bite right right out of the middle. Of like it. a dog and a bone. Exactly. Exactly. And I I, I bite like my I can I can get like both of them right smack dab in the middle. Um, so yeah, cause I'm unconventional. You're not going to box me in with making me choose a left or a right. Give me a break. Uh, does, does anybody remember when they had peanut butter Twix? Oh, hell yeah. They still got peanut butter Twix. They're I haven't killer. seen them in years. Yeah. I think they're, aren't they in like a purple wrapper or something like that? They got like they're a outlaw in Canada. They're outlaw. Yeah. <laughs> Canada, Canada we, we have a different candy situation. I will tell you that. What's, uh, what's your, what's your candy situation in Canada? Uh, well, there's just some different distributors of different things. Like, um, I know Kit Kat is, uh, if it's Nestle in the States, it's Hershey up here. There's just different distributors for, for some stuff. They have a bunch of stuff you've never heard of. Uh, Hawk was getting a, a snack box from Canada a few weeks ago. We shared it on Twitter. It had like stuff like coffee crisp, um, Ooh. all dressed trips, ketchup chips. Um, there's just, yeah, some just local local stuff that's just Re- a bit just different. yeah just some regional stuff i imagine they they call smarties here rockets weird and they and they, cuz there's a cuz there's another candy that's sort of like m&ms that they call smarties which are not as good um so yeah there's just some it's it's good but it's just it's a bit different yeah. throws you off a little bit and then they have a lot of the the standard stuff that you would see too Gotcha, gotcha. Canada has always got to be a slightly like, uh, like a slightly off. It's like when you realize, like you're you're like in a dream, and it like feels like it's real, but then something is slightly off, like a candy that isn't Smarties being called Smarties. That's what Canada is like. It's like a dream version of America, uh, where everything's just a, a little, little slightly different. It's a dream version because we have healthcare. Yeah. Screw you, Schweitz. All right. Uh, Mayor, what do you got for topics this week for us? Well, as usual, I have a number of things. Excellent. But the one that I'll start off with is actually from the mystery crate. And, you know, I'm in a fantasy football league with Juju. As, as a few of us are. Yes. Early in the year, he sent me a trade request. It was it was totally ludicrous. Uh, the, it was very one-sided. And so I, I sent back. You know, as much as I love and admire you, I I can't do this trade. <laughs> so, but he went on mystery crate today and or uh, this week, and he absolutely just he went on a profanity laced tirade against people who weren't trying in their Lebetard league, and he got he was really angry. I thought it was fantastic, but just to hear him just totally go off and just jump in and kind of take over mystery crate for people that aren't trying or that people aren't, you know, if if you're sitting in last place, you're not making moves, give me that damn player. I don't, you you know, you're not doing anything with them. Give them to me, you know, compete. Yeah. And it was, it was fantastic. Love it. Love it. I have not heard that. Well, I've heard of that rant because quite a few people were uh, talking about it in the the group chats and stuff. Um, I am in that league as well. I have been offered a trade uh, by Juju as well. And I don't know. I'll be honest with you. I have no idea if the trade that he offered me was one-sided or not because I am too stressed out whenever somebody offers me a trade. I have never done a trade in all my years of playing fantasy football. I can't commit to it because I just immediately 
even if it's like lopsided my way, I'm like, what don't I, what don't I know about this player? You know what I mean? Like, I am convinced somebody is going to take me for a ride if I agree to any trade whatsoever. So he tried to get Amari Cooper off of me, um, and uh, for some positions that I didn't really need. Um, so uh, he probably, I, I probably pissed him off to cause that uh, <laughs> that, that rant as well. Is uh, Stupak in this league by any chance? Because I want to see Stupak and Juju go at each other with trade requests. Because, you know, we all know Stupak's trades of, you know, potential trades of NBA players that he always poses <laughs> to a mean. Right. But right. I just I just want them to, to go at each other. They have the same energy when it comes to this stuff. So I don't he is uh, not in this league, um, actually, but that would be a great head to head. Yeah, and actually I just beat Juju this week uh in our fantasy league. So uh Juju, you're a fierce competitor, um, but uh my Graham Gano kicker uh whooped your butt on Monday night or the one of the last games, I believe. Yeah, How did Amari Cooper do? It was a bye week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The league he was talking about was amongst all the Lebetard uh, family guys. It was, it was, they, they have a separate league with just all of them. So okay. Was, okay. He was, he was, he was trash talking. He was making private things public. I mean, he was, he was going at it. So <laughs> anyway, that's, that's a reason to listen to mystery crate this Hell week. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Uh, we already talked about candies, but if you didn't hear Mike Leach's um, discussion about candy on, on Halloween candy. After uh, their victory on Saturday night, that was uh, well worth listening to. That's a, such a great audio clip. The The other thing is they talked about it on Lebetard, uh, I think on today's episode, but they didn't have the audio to it. If you've not heard Mike Tomlin's rant about him being mentioned for the USC job, I recommend you seeing they tried to reenact it. They didn't really reenact it. They just kind of read what he said. Right. You need to, you need to see what Mike Tomlin's presentation was on uh, being suggested for the USC job. It is, it is an all timer. Now, is this university of South Carolina or California? That'd be USC, Southern California. Southern okay. Yeah, Jeff's Jeff's. Sorry, Drake. Okay. I don't, I, I don't know shit. Well, okay. What is university of South Carolina called? The Cox. Okay, but what's their initials? It's the same thing, yes, right? Yes, in theory, they're USC, but okay. when you say USC and you're not Drake, everyone thinks of California. Okay, all right. I wasn't sure. I, I, again, I don't know shit about college sports at all. I, I didn't go to a university. I went to a local uh, community college for a few years. So. All right, I got a couple of other little quick ones here. We had an appearance of the agent of chaos that is Billy Gill this week. They were talking about Jim Fossil, who had passed away. And Stugatz said, referred to it as Jim's fossils <laughs> and then immediately felt bad about it. And, but Dan was like, Billy, Billy. So it was Billy that fed Stu the line that gave it. And, and so Billy good. was like, what? I didn't have, I didn't have anything to do with it. So he, uh, he got Stu to, to spit out something he probably shouldn't have. So this week on the Greg Cody show, Yeti did a rap. Uh, with a mean or for a mean over breakfast flan. And it, he used an angry Eminem voice and it was very well done. And it got me to thinking is Flem now the third best Eminem rapper in the group oh, no. behind both Streeter and yet. <laughs> oh, no. Wow. Wow. It's just wow. a question. Or maybe does Flem need to start doing some Americana type parodies or some folksy uh, stuff to kind of step into their lane? 
Yeah, some uh, like like e- e- <laughs> this is an important conversation. I'm glad we're having it, and uh, Flem is not going to be glad that we are having it. But uh, I I would love. Absolutely love to hear Flem do like a Offspring song, or uh, you know, like some some Avett Brothers or something. <laughs> love Holy ballad shit. of some sort. Yeah, exactly, exactly. All right, I'll throw, this one I'll throw this one out to the group. Uh, Dan told a story about going into the store with his dog, and he has a rather large. Dog. I don't care what size dog you may or may not have, and some of you have dogs. Some of you, I have a dog. Taking an animal into a store. Asshole move or not asshole move? I'm saying absolutely so. Ah, it's hard because the circumstances that Dan described to me, I understood. He didn't want to leave the dog in the car and he had to like run in for something. Um, I don't think it's the worst thing in the world if you have a extremely well-behaved and trained dog. Um outside of that, like and, and, and basically what I mean is like service dog level quality as far as behavior goes because i've been in grocery stores before where you know people have their service dog with them um and it's not a bother it's not a convenience thing at all for me outside of that though it's a little it's a little obnoxious yeah zero issue with service animals absolutely right right. it's totally different than these people that want to put their dog in a carrier or put it in a in a, in a children's uh, wagon or, or do whatever you want to do with it and take it wherever you want. We had one time, my wife and I were at a bar in a hotel in Nashville, actually. And this lady's got her dog sitting on her lap and it just kept on barking. It's like, Oh, that's I'm, yeah. I'm sitting here eating hot wings. I don't want to sit there and have your freaking animal anywhere near me. Yeah. Yeah. That's Nashville is loop. trash. What if, what if they put the dog in the cart again? Uh, we're buying food there. There's no reason for your dog to be there. I don't, I don't want to see. And again, I'm an animal lover, but you keep your dog at home. Yeah. Yeah. There's keep uh, your kids at home. I would honestly also worry about the dog's feet in like a big carriage. Like, are their nails going to get caught in the little grooves? Or like, I feel like it would be like also sort of dangerous. But it's funny because I just came back from the store and there was a guy who was taking his little dog and putting him into a little carrier to then put him into the cart to go into the store. And I was like, oh, asshole. It's a, yeah, that's, that's a a place where your groceries go like in the cart. Don't, don't put your, that, that's an extra level of, of like, what the hell are you, you doing? Like putting the dog directly into the shopping cart is, uh, is gross. Don't, don't do that. Um, at all. Now having your dog on a leash behind you as you like walk around, like if you're going in, the other thing is like, is this a full on shopping trip that you're doing are you dropping like 250 dollars on a grocery trip or are you running in for like a a box of pasta or something on your way home you know like one quick item where you're like in five or six minutes so there is like in my personal opinion there's some gray area here i used to work at a grocery store so people would do this from time to time full-on grocery trips absolutely not leave your dog at home uh figure out a way around that if you're just like, if it's a pop in and pop out thing where you're just running in real quick and, and you kind of like, you can tell the person's energy where they're like, I know I'm not supposed to do this. I'm so sorry. I just got to grab this one. Like, like I, I have some remorse for that. You know what I mean? Like I, I understand a little bit, um, uh, for when it, when it comes to that, um, Schweitz, you can just say it out loud. You don't have to put it in the chat. You, I didn't want to interrupt you, but I was going to ask Ant <laughs> what his take on uh, bodega cats would be then. 
I actually have no problem with bodega cats necessarily because they tend to, I mean, you know, as the store owner, you can sort of do what you want, but I've never actually been thrown off by that. But what I was going to ask is what happens often in New York is owners will tie their dogs up outside. They've got the leash. They've got a hook on the leash. They wrap it around a pole or they wrap it around the fence and they go inside to get the two items and come back out and, or, you know, whether it's a supermarket for a quick thing or a bodega and have a, you know, does anyone ever see that? Or is that just really more of a, a big city thing that. That's probably happens? more of a big city. I, I don't see that very often. Like sometimes okay. I see it downtown in Wilmington. Like if somebody's going in to like get like, you know, they ordered food and they're going to pick that up every once in a while. I've seen that, but we don't really have the, like the places that are designated to like tie your dog up on. A leash. Oh, well, it's definitely not a designated place. It's no, whatever no, they can okay. find at the moment. It, gotcha. It's, you know, gotcha. Gotcha. It's Hey, here's a pole next to where the carts are. So I can, I can wrap my leash around and, and you know, run it kind of. Right, thing. right, right, right. We, we get that a lot here, but a lot of times it's tied to, there's usually like a, a place for somebody to, to lock up their bike. So they usually just tie them to whatever mechanisms there. Right on, right on. All right, Ant, what do you got for topics this week? So uh, I'm going to go on a little bit of a rant. Um, I Uh-oh. was so pissed with Amin and his bucket of uh, of. Of, of the grid of death pull that he did where he wasn't deciding. Did he want to take Roar? Did he want to take someone else's? What was he going to do to me? The bucket of death is the second best segment on the show. And I just really felt like he ruined it. I was like in my car driving, screaming at the top of my lungs, just so pissed at how he like, Hey, he made the wrong choice. Cause you don't want any team. You want a bio. You want three weeks of uh, of golden helmet of life. I, I just thought it was just it really just really annoyed me. It just so got under my skin. I don't know anyone else. Does anyone the, like he was playing up the bit a little too much? I felt like okay, you know? so it, it, like the bit dragged on for you then. Well, the bit dragged on, and then in many ways, while Billy was being Billy with his well, who picked it. And what, what? let's see, maybe I'll make a ruling if it's this guy, I'll do a ruling if it's that guy. I don't know. It just sort of annoyed me because they already complained. Like the first thing Dan says is the segment takes too long. And then they drew it out for another like what felt like 10 or 15 minutes because of the way Amin was acting. It just sort of annoyed me. It was probably only like four and a half minutes long in total, but it just felt that long. <laughs> That was the whole intent of it was to annoy and to continue to drag it out. It was, yep. it was a, it was a page out of Billy's playbook and a means good at it too. And the more that Dan says, will you move on? You're crapping on the segment. It just means there's <laughs> more crap coming, that's but I, form, I did formula. agree with you. And, and I loved how Billy sort of sold himself out Did anyone pick for me. And they were like, no, let's do that now. It's like, shit, Billy, what are you doing? Like, <laughs> yeah. I thought it was uh, I thought, I thought it was kind of funny, but also like, Dan getting that worked up also like kind of annoys and stresses me out. Like it's funnier when he's just like kind of exasper or like kind of exhausted more right. than like actually angry. Um, and that's just my personal preference. My, my, uh, Ooh, we should next week we should do like top five Dan's or top five versions of Billy, the way that Mike did the top five Stugatzes. Oh yeah. Uh, that was a, that was one of my favorite, uh, uh, bits this yes. week was Mike uh, listing all the iterations of, of Stugatz. But, uh, yeah, I definitely feel what you're saying. And like, it was, it was a little much, but then that's that, 99% of the time. That's when the gold happens. You know what I mean? Like when yeah, something, no, no, no. 
I got it. It's just like when he did it for like the sure, felt sure. like the seventh or eighth time. I don't know. Yeah, you do. Like, come on. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then also this week, Greg picking the goddamn fine bucket for the third time. What that was. I that? don't understand what's happening there. To be honest with you. <laughs> That's so, so weird. Uh, that's like, I've never seen somebody pick any helmet that often before. And, and the fact that he took, I was surprised he took 75 bucks. I was like, I, yeah. I know Greg is like all about the money, but I'm like, no, but there's a death involved. And, you know, Dan's going to take all the simple ones. What? But what is, what is Greg Cody trafficking more than anything else? What? What is it? Greg Cody, but exactly <laughs> attention, attention. So like a death means that they're going to have like a whole day centered around Greg being the center of attention because of something he has to do. Greg will humiliate the shit out of himself. If it means everybody is focusing on Greg. I guess so, that's a fair point. I guess that's yeah. a fair point. So yeah, he gets that and 80 bucks, 75 bucks, whatever it is. So, um, uh, yeah, yeah, that's a uh, definitely, definitely right up Greg's alley. Uh, all right, Allie, what do you got for topics this week? So kind of on the same lines as Ant, I just noticed I'm starting to get really frustrated with the show. Like little things will like really get me worked up. And one of the things this week, upon many of them, um, was their talk about Pittsburgh. Just how they went into detail about what region Pittsburgh's in. And so I asked the person I know from Pittsburgh, which is my mom. She's from like the greater area of Pittsburgh and grew up there. I'm like, hey. Is Pittsburgh the Midwest? She's like, no, it's the Northeast. It's considered the Northeast. It's even considered the Northeast in school. Even in Business Insider, when they break down the regions, it's the Northeast. In no way, shape, or form is it anywhere near the Midwest. That's Ohio. We don't associate ourselves with Ohio. Right. But it's just funny how they just went into detail about what exactly Pittsburgh and Pennsylvania, like what it's, what it's considered. It was just incredibly frustrating that they just- I- yeah, focused in on on Pittsburgh or Miami, and it's like Miami's its own thing, Pittsburgh's its own thing, and I thought it was so. My immediate thought about Pittsburgh, and I don't, I don't know exactly how close it is, but what I thought it would be considered is kind of the Great Lakes region. Like basically the kind of like that U shape of like major cities around the Great Lakes and stuff. I don't know how actual, you know, I don't know the geographical distance it is to the closest Great Lakes, but like in my head, that's what I would have thought. Now, yes, like the Northeast to me, I always thought was kind of like uh, uh, New Jersey and New York and then upwards up to Maine. I always thought that like, and again, I'm not from up there. I've been born and raised in North Carolina my whole life. I, it's just in like mentally you make these associations, I think a little bit and like, uh, uh, like the Philadelphia region, like where my wife is from, she's from Pennsylvania as well, but it's like York County. That was kind of like the, the mid Atlantic in my head because it's like an hour away from, or it's not even, it's like 45 minutes away from Baltimore where she, she's from in Pennsylvania. So it's just, it's like 45 minutes, you're 45 minutes from the Chesapeake Bay. You're, you're still kind of like along the coast, you know what I mean? Um, but, uh, would, would, is that a valid kind of association the the Great Lakes region or no? Not I'd say more, yeah, I'd say more mid, mid Atlantic. Like I could associate it with the mid Atlantic, but okay. it's just like, if you're just going distinctly like northeast southeast midwest southwest all right. that i think it fall definitely falls into northeast it is no way shape or form in the midwest it even has one isn't pittsburgh it's all in the same time zone right so right, that it right. could you i didn't understand like their argument to where 
it's not even there's not even a part of it that's in the central time zone. So it can't even be anywhere near the central part or even. Yeah, mid. but all of Ohio is basically I mean, all of Ohio is in the eastern time zone, too. So I just didn't know that. I didn't like when he started talking time zones. Like, like I said, like Cleveland with Mike as a fan of is the damn eastern time zone, too. I don't know. I've actually never considered Pittsburgh um, northeast. I think it's too far to me. Anything west of Philly is no longer northeast, but I wouldn't consider Midwest either. I sort of consider it its sort of own it's, the, all, all, all its own little you know area that's that that probably like Will said, it probably is probably a better catch for for Great Lakes area. Than, Midwest than, is such a bizarre association. Yeah. Like yeah. it is absolutely. I've never thought of it as Midwest. It, it's it's further east than West Virginia. West Virginia is not Midwest. Like there's yeah. that whole it's it now the association with Appalachia. It, I thought Smeddy brought bringing that up was a good yeah, point. More, yeah, more of like a cultural exactly kind of because there yeah. is like the the Appalachians. Uh, they start I think in uh, don't they start in like the north northernmost part of Georgia, Mayor? They uh, do. They're actually yeah. in in north central Georgia. Uh, I've actually hiked parts of the Appalachian Trail uh, here in Georgia, and so yeah, there's there's certainly that's where they start. Of course, it goes all the way up to Maine. Right, right. So, so like there's that kind of dividing line before you can even start to discuss uh, the Midwest. And I, I didn't think you got to the Midwest until you at least got to like the western part of in Indiana into Illinois, Missouri, kind of Iowa area. Um, that's that's what I've always associated it with. But uh, yeah, it is kind of, it's a little bit, I do understand the kind of like the no man's land area um, because like it, it's, it's, it's hard to, because like Pennsylvania, like, like I said, you're like 45 minutes away from Baltimore in some parts of Pennsylvania. And then you're uh, like, you know, you're super close to a great lake in the other part of Pennsylvania, you know, like you're actually like, at, yeah, Erie, Pennsylvania touches one of the great lakes, right? <laughs> so you're kind of like, it's like, like this this bridge state almost between yeah. like very distinct regions and it's so long i mean it's i mean as someone who drives it a bunch because i have a family in ohio you know it's 310 miles you know wide so yeah it's yeah. a really long long state to try to sort of box it in and you're right well the top the the the, the northwest corner of of pa is borders on the great lakes okay. along with like western new york and northern ohio so so we just had another extensive conversion about the same topic they did. Said so pretty much the same thing. And <laughs> yeah, did like it the first time. I don't know if you liked it any better here the second time. But that's, um, that's so uh, I, I actually have a reading recommendation for anybody who is kind of curious about like a a broader version of this conversation. It's a book called um, "The uh, American Nations: A History of the Eleven Rival Regional Cultures in North America," and that sounds incredibly boring but i promise you it is not it basically goes into the basically what we're talking about now how you can have a state that is you know all one territory right but within that state you can have very specific dividing lines where like you pass this highway and suddenly the architecture literally changes the food you can't get certain foods in this part of the state you can't uh people speak with a completely obviously like pittsburgh is a huge one uh, uh a very distinct dialogue that doesn't sound anything like the rest of the state right and it kind of it breaks down how the united states is actually 11 very specific regions and it's 
more uh uh the 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 country is more divided along these cultural histories than anything else um and it's really 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 fascinating um like the tidewater region up around the very specific virginia maryland area the appalachian region obviously the the southeast um then you've got the spanish influence of florida and stuff in the south in the southwest obviously um but it's it's absolutely fascinating um i I really, really dug reading it. Um, so get that, check that out if you get a chance. It uh, kind of gives you a peek into what we're talking about when it comes to like, like there is a, a specific, and I don't recall what it is, but there's a specific name for the region that Pittsburgh is in. Um, but it's just, it might not be along the lines that we're we're thinking of. Um, kind of. Hopefully some of there's an hidden. audio version of it. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Look it up. See if there's a, a YouTube book on tape version of this book. Uh, highly recommend. All right, Allie, what else you got? So while I was exercising today, something else happened to me that I wanted to get your y'all's thoughts on. So do y'all ever have something that happens often, but no matter how often it happens, it still surprises you or it catches you off guard? And here's my example. I was biking and I started smelling like my house was on fire. So I got off my bike ran around, tried to figure out why my house smelled like it was burning to the ground. And it's just because the heat turned on for the first time. Every freaking year, <laughs> this happens to me and it surprises me. It catches me off guard. I always think my house is burning to the ground, but you know, that smell, it smells like your house is burning when the heat kicks on for the first time. So I was okay. just wondering if anybody else had something of that nature that just catches you off guard, but yet it happens all the time. And it still surprises you because you're an idiot like me. When you said you were on your bike, I thought you meant like out in the neighborhood or something. Oh no, and I like, have a Schwinn. I have an I thought you were like having a stroke or something where like suddenly you're hallucinating that, that you're smelling your house on fire you know five blocks over or something what what is what this taste do i have aluminum foil in my yeah, exactly oh <laughs> uh, mayor you got one of those no i don't i so i'll, I'll tell you Body the immediate mayor yeah, the the uh the immediate thing i thought of and this is not as like uh, uh, this is more often than what you're talking about biting the side of my mouth where I will suddenly, I will be like taking a bite of food, something I've been doing with great ease and expertise for 37 years now or 36 years. Now I'm, uh, let me not age myself. 36 years now been eating like a pro and every once in a while I will just bite the shit out of the side of my mouth. And I don't understand how it happens, why it happens, but I will just like draw blood all of a sudden as if I've never eaten with a big boy fork before or something, you know? Like I need to like, uh, blend all my food up so I can eat it through a straw or I'll bite my tongue. And then the weirdest part is when I will bite the shit out of the side of my mouth and then I'll do it again a couple minutes later as if like I didn't get it enough the first time or something. Um, that happens and it always stuns me. I'm always so perplexed. Like this is the, and I, I like, it's also that, that, uh, that, like impotent rage thing that happens whenever you like stub your toe and there's nobody to be mad at. Like, what am I going to do? Like punch, punch myself for biting my own mouth, you know, or <laughs> biting my own cheek. Uh, it, it, you just feel so helpless and stupid in the moment. And it's so painful. So, uh, that's something that always catches me off guard. Thank you. Clarifying the impotent rage thing. Cause when you <laughs> said that, I was like, Oh, I don't have that problem. <laughs> 
<laughs> yes, uh, take Crazy. both. Combine both of those words, and that's that's what I mean. Not not uh not one or the other. All right, you got one for the uh, for this. I topic? do have one. It's a little bit different, but this just happened to me like a week ago. But I feel like it happens often. So I go to the car dealership to drop off my car, getting an oil change, getting some work done, whatever. And I hand them my keys and I go on my way. And then I get home and I realize, fuck, my house key is with the car keys <laughs> at the damn dealership. Oh, that's a pain in the ass. And so it it's actually happened two times in the last two months for me where I gave someone my keys for something and realized right. I no longer had my keys. So what do you do in that situation? Are you like- So here's the thing. So with my neighbor, we have swapped keys. So if they're home, I can get my key from them, vice versa. Baby. Or if one of us is away, yes, we can sneak in. And, and But if one of us is away, one of them can collect the mail for the other, et cetera. Right. But because I had done it just a couple weeks previous, I did not want to go back and have to ask him for my key. <laughs> so you, the the feeling of shame and uh, and like tail shame. between now, your luckily legs. Enough, my wife's school where she works, the preschool she owns and runs, is just a couple blocks away. So I called her, but she's like, I'm busy. You'll have to come by later. So I'm like sitting outside for like 20 minutes waiting. Like, okay, when can I go and annoy my wife to get the house key so I can get in the damn house? Damn. Like, that's a, that's such not, a good one. And the car dealership's like 45 minutes away by train. So it's not like I'm going to turn around and go back. Right. It's just like, really? Shit. Right, so that's, for me, that's the, that's the stupid moment that I have where I hand my keys to someone and I walk away and I'm like, I can't get in my house. <laughs> I, uh, I've had it where, um, I have like, we've been at home in the evening and I'll run to the store, but I'll take my wife's car because she's like behind me in the driveway or something. And then I forget to give her her keys back. And then I go to work the next day. And then oh. she texts me and is like, Hey, you don't by chance happen to still have my keys. Do you? And I'm like, Oh my God, I will be right home. And then I have to drive. Like, it's like a 45 minute round trip from my work to home to like in the middle of midday traffic because you have to go right smack dab through the city of Wilmington to get to our house. There's no, I live on a peninsula, so there's no like getting around anything. There's no back roads basically that you can take. You need a helicopter. Yeah, no shit. I need a jet pack or something. Uh, <laughs> that God, that would save so much time. Uh, so yeah, that happens uh, more often than I'd like to admit uh, for sure. Um, yeah. Uh, Mayor, you I got anything in, for Yeah, this? I traded oh. in my car one time with the garage clicker in the car. Oh, shit. Yeah. yeah I, I, I find uh, as somebody who details cars, uh, traded in vehicles, you would be amazed at the stuff that gets traded in in these vehicles. Like money, uh, ammunition, drugs, uh, garage clickers are very common. iPads. Flashlights. Um, uh <laughs> no have not gotten a, a heaven uh god help me if i ever find one of those in a car um i i will uh burn it to the ground probably uh collect insurance or something on it but um yeah that's a great topic that's a really good topic ali i'm i'm with you on the the burning house thing though like click hitting your uh your feet every for the first time, time. yeah every time or like me. and 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 it's really bad if it like suddenly gets absurdly cold like earlier than you expected and you have to do the emergency heat thing oh yeah oh god you want to talk about an awful smell yeah, like I I was unplugging my dryer because I could really smell the laundry. I'm like, what is this? I happened to laundry like 
I was unplugging stuff and then I was just like, oh, you've got to be shitting me. It's, uh, it's this. It's the I same, just ruined my workout. Yeah, it's the same this. thing yeah. that happens every year. Don't get me wrong. I do plenty of stupid things consistently. I guess I'm just kind of drawing a blank on it. Maybe that's maybe that's my stupid thing is that when I have a question that I could really contribute to a show <laughs> with that I'm supposed to be providing content for that I always just I always blank out. It's okay. That's all right. This is a safe place here. We we won't judge you for it. You 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 bring enough content for for all five of or all six of us when we have a full house uh, week after week. So uh, you are good to go in our book, Mayor. All right. Uh, that was a great episode, you guys. Um, where can we find everybody on Twitter, Mayor? Where can we find you? You could find me cheering for a Braves comeback tonight as we record this. They're uh, behind in game number two. But uh, go Braves, and one of these days I'll go on a longer rant about how uh, they get a little bit of a bad rap with all this chop stuff. Okay, all right. They, uh, they, hey, they might be behind now, but they also might be those motherfuckers. All right, Allie, uh, where can we find you on Twitter? Eating a Mar- Martinsville hot dog. Martinsville hot dog at the racetrack. Hell yeah. That's what they should do. Instead of having that grandfather clock for their trophy this weekend, it needs to be a Martinsville hot dog. Okay. I stand by it. Excellent. Excellent. And where can we find you? At Stiano. S-T-A-I-A-N-O. Excellent. And you can find me at Waffle House on Twitter. You can find the show at Lauer After Hours on Twitter and Instagram. And we will see you next week.